Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I am here with the lovely Maria Casillas. Maria, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing just dandy. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, one thing I want to say before we hop into today's discussion is that we have been doing this podcast for what, like about a year, a little bit over a year now, like a year and a couple months, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has been so much fun. It's been a huge blessing. Uh, We've been able to connect with a lot of awesome coaches. And honestly, I've learned quite a bit myself uh, just having these conversations with with Maria. You know, she is just like a bank of knowledge. uh, And it's been really, really awesome to do that. And um, in order for us to continue to keep doing this and, and to continue to keep reaching new coaches and helping them grow their businesses, become better coaches, make more impact. There's two things that we would ask for you to do. And the good news is both of them are relatively simple. One is that you give us a rating or, uh, yeah, I guess it would be a rating or you could subscribe uh, to to the podcast. And um, the, other, the other one would be to leave a review. Now, these reviews, we want them to be honest. Right? We, we're not looking for like a like a pat on the back. If you want to give us a pat on the back, we sh- we certainly will not <laughs> mind. But we want to be honest uh, because that gives us feedback. It allows us to know if this is valuable for you or not. And it also helps new listeners if they're looking at the show and they're looking for reviews. It helps them have a good idea stepping into it as well. And on top of that, too, it helps the algorithm, which helps us reach even more people. So that's one thing that we would ask is that you either rate, subscribe, and or review. That would be amazing. And the other part of it too is that we also have a community for the people who listen to this podcast and for the coaches that we like to interact with. And that is on Facebook and it's called New Money Habits Financial Coaches. It's a free Facebook group for you to get plugged into. Uh, we have a few different events like a monthly meetup, a book club that's coming, a bunch of different cool things uh, that you can be a part of. And of course, there's just the the obvious with just being a part of the Facebook group and posting and commenting and all that kind of stuff and really gaining a lot of community and also knowledge through that group as well. So, and we'd love to have you be a part of that. Absolutely. So with all of that being said, let's get into our topic today. So what we are going to be talking about today is the scariest (laughs) part of starting something new. (sighs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You like that? You like that little gasp? Yes. uh, I I think the fact that we, um, the fact that you're honest about the scary part of it is, is very important. I, you know, so, so many times people fluff things up these days and, Leave it to you, Cody, to just let us know just how it is for real. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, starting something new and, and how that can be scary and, and like that, the whole, un, I mean, anything unknown can be scary. Like what? I'll tell you an example. Um, my daughter, who is like one of the bravest kids I know, it's funny. She does some of the silliest things and they're super brave. But I'll tell you what, one day she got bit by an ant. Mm. She's three. Yep. She got bit by an ant. And ever since that day, she has been scared to death of things that move and crawl. And like, it's, it's almost funny to me. And I was talking to a colleague and because I was on the phone with him and she screamed, like, it's a, it's a terrified scream. Like you, you would think that someone's taking her and he's like, Oh my God, like what happened? I said, Oh, she saw a grasshopper. <laughs> And, and we, we discussed it for a little bit and I said, you know what? I think what's so scary for her about that particular thing, because this kid, like, she will jump into water. She taught herself to swim. She's got, she's got a lot of, like I said, a lot of bravery. I think what's so scary for her about this is the unpredictability. Not knowing what that bug is about to do next and having zero control over what that bug does. I think that is what is so scary for her. And so I bring up that example because I think that's, that's us. Like when we, you said starting something new, but I think it like, why is it scary? Well, because so much of it's unpredictable. Some of it we don't yep. have control over. And so I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go into that just a second and then we'll get into the actual good stuff. Okay. Uh, but I really, really understand where you said is your niece or your daughter? My daughter. Yeah. I really understand where your daughter's coming from. Uh, I'm of so too. I grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up on a white-tailed deer farm. And, you know, I was outside working quite a bit, you know, dealing with like deer all the time and stuff like that. And man, oh man, when I was younger, probably around six, seven years old, I had a really horrifying experience with a moth mm-hmm. the moth just attacked me and it wouldn't leave me alone and it got all of its moth dust all over me and it was a big moth and all this kind of stuff and ever since then i am literally afraid of any sort of insect that flies it could be a fly it mm-hmm. could be a mosquito. It could be a horsefly. It could be a butterfly. I do not like butterflies. Um, it, it literally anything. Bees doesn't matter because the thing about that, you said it. It's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You know, an ant. I'm not afraid of an ant. You know, a caterpillar. I'm not afraid of a caterpillar. I can handle that stuff. But the second that they can fly and they can come from any direction at any time, and they're they have no bounds to what they can do. Mm-hmm. Ugh, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. And my yeah. wife makes fun of me all the time. She's like, you're literally afraid of butterflies. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> because to me, butterflies are like a sign of transformation. I actually use butterflies on a lot of my stuff when I'm working with my transformative uh, clients. So as you were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had you as a client, I'd probably have to like take all that away because it would just scare the crap out of you. Yeah, huge turn off. Um, So uh, for those of you who weren't watching on YouTube, I just had a very difficult time being empathetic with 
with Cody. I'm, I'm so smiling. My, my father also had a difficult time with that too. <laughs> He's like, listen, you live on a farm, boy. Like, come on. And I'm like, you can't, be, you can't be afraid of butterflies. And I'm like, dad, you don't understand. They attack me. <laughs> I get it. And I'm so glad you brought up the attack again, because that's one of the things I want to say is that you mentioned you're okay with an ant. And my daughter, that's that's the thing that attacked her. And I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see. And you were attacked by a moth. And so it just, it goes to show where something negative or traumatic, maybe sometimes with a small T, <laughs> happens to us. We internalize that and, and we, anything that kind of goes around that, we're just like, oh my gosh. And so bringing it back to lack of insects, <laughs> bringing it back to the coaching world, how many of our listeners have tried something new and it totally either blew up in their face or somebody gave them some super negative feedback or maybe it just com completely flopped altogether that can be small T traumatizing for people. And, and then not only that, but then we take it and we apply it to all things like that. So my daughter got bit by an ant. She applies it to all things that are crawling, jumping, and she has actually also applied it to flying things, just so you know. Um, you know, you aren't bothered by crawly things because you weren't attacked by one of those, but anything that's got little wings and, and dust. I mean, fairies probably really freak you out too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Don't show I'm, him I'm not down with Tinkerbell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't really mean to laugh at your trauma. I think it's a really cute story. Um, it's just the first time I'm hearing it, so it's endearing. Um, but we apply those things to to things that are like that. So if, for example, we tried a, 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 a group coaching program, we just talked about that last week. If we try something and we only have one person come, we're like, oh, well, can't do that. And I, I don't know how to do it. And obviously I'm a failure. And so we start to go, well, not only maybe I can't do that, but I also can't do webinars and I can't do, you know, anything it has to do with Zoom. I, who knows how far we take that. Uh, but the unpredictability and, and the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the thing that actually just starts it, <laughs> the, the activating event, let's go with that. The, the activating event, whatever that is. And then we, we spider that out. <laughs> I might use an insect for that. Yeah. yeah. I don't like spiders either. Not an insect. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, y you hit the nail on the head. Like, th this could be re regarding something we talked about in, a, in the last episode, which would be group coaching, starting mm -hmm. group coaching. Um, this could be starting coaching in general. This could be raising your prices. There's, like, there's so many things that are new. And to me, what I have found is that the scariest part of starting something new is actually just starting. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing because it's so unknown. It's so unpredictable. We're not comfortable with it. We haven't experienced it yet. You know, we're kind of comfortable with what we know, even if that comfort isn't actually comfortable, you know, we're just kind of like, okay, like I know what it is. So even if it's uncomfortable, I'm comfortable with that. And that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But getting started with something new, taking that first step and actually doing it and not just preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing, but actually pulling the trigger on it, that's the scariest part, uh, in my opinion. Because most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when you when you do something, one of two things will happen. Either you do it, 
and it goes well and you build that momentum mm-hmm. or two, you do something and it doesn't go well. And then you learn from it, you make adjustments and then you try it again. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually having those two things become a reality, it doesn't happen unless you get over that initial fear of actually starting it and actually pulling that trigger. Does that make sense? And yeah, Oh, absolutely. And seldom does it turn out as badly as we have imagined in our minds. <laughs> like, I, think, I think that's the other thing too. We, we set ourselves up to assume that, you know, these worst case scenario things are going to happen. And I was going to say nine times out of 10, but even more than that, 99 even 9,999 times out of a thousand, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Um, because we are really, really good at conjuring up the worst case scenario. And, and we don't, you know, I think, I think sometimes it's because we're so good at that. We forget that that almost never happens. And we allow that thing to paralyze us to never even find out. Yeah. Well, something that, so you're absolutely right. Like that's, that's kind of like what paralyzes people. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, it's paralyzed myself in the past too. It's just like, you know, you think about these, these worst case scenarios. Um, but I think that you could actually take that and use that as like a, almost like a tool to, to actually get started and do it anyways. Uh, because to me, there's something that's very powerful about like, if you're, if you're going to start doing something. So maybe you, you're, you're going to start your coaching practice. Okay. Let's just say that that's like what you're currently afraid to actually take that step into starting. Mm -hmm. Um, think about that worst case scenario, you know, like what is the absolute worst thing that would happen Mm -hmm. if I did this? Acknowledge it, paint a really clear picture. So you know exactly what to expect, right? Like you know exactly what's going to happen and how bad it could get at its worst form. Mm-hmm. That's where most people stop though. Mm-hmm. If you take it one step further and you say, okay, so what if this did happen? How am I going to adjust? How am I going to get back to where I am today to kind of like recover and recoup myself and mm-hmm. how difficult would that be? What would I need to do? Yep. Well, most of the time when you answer that question, you're like, okay, well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And by simply knowing that you can handle the worst case scenario, if it does come up, then all of a sudden that worst case scenario doesn't become as big and scary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I may sum that up, most people will assume the worst case scenario, but not prepare for it. And mm-hmm. if they just took that one step to prepare for it, then even if that happened, that, you know, really, really tiny chance that it actually happened, they would know that they could handle that. And so that's not going to be the thing that stops them from starting in the first place. Yeah. So perfect example, when I lost, anyone who has listened to the show for a long time, uh, kind of knows my story about how I stepped into coaching, uh, full time. And it it was because Mm -hmm. I got let go from my job and I I was left with a choice. I had a fork in the road and and I could either run with coaching, uh, and I had a baby on the way. Um, or I could go get a job at home Depot and, you know, continue coaching on the side if I wanted to. And that was very scary. 
And I, and I had this exact same thing. And I said, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Well, that I don't pick up on business, that I lose more clients than I gain, uh, which has me to be like, you know, in a negative uh, trajectory. And I can't actually, uh, I can't actually provide for my family. That's, that's the worst case scenario. And that was very, very scary. But what would be my response to that? If that would have happened, well, I would go get the job at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And when I thought of it that way, I'm like, why wouldn't I give this a shot? Mm-hmm. If the end yeah. result is like, if the end result would be the worst case scenario and I end up in the same exact spot of my other option, why wouldn't I give it a shot? Well, not only that, but as you describe it that way, if you hadn't given it a shot, you're basically signing up for your worst case scenario. The worst case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're you're you maybe you are the one in a thousand <laughs> because you decided to be one in a thousand. You know, like that's you're actually choosing the worst case scenario in that in that um, example. So I really like the way you put that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that there's something to say about that. Is like choosing the hard things consistently mm-hmm. often leads to things be easy things to be easier in the long run mm-hmm. you know it's it's just like going to the gym you know like no one wants to get up at 5 or 5:30 in the morning and go to the gym but if we consistently do the hard thing then things get easier for us you know we're healthier we feel better we have more mental clarity all these different kinds of things right, right. um Choosing the hard first is, in my opinion, always the the way to go. Because if you choose the easy route first, which would be, you know, maybe you do go get that that job at Home Depot. Which, by the way, if you work at Home Depot, no judgment. No, of <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying like you should be ashamed of working at Home Depot. Love Home Depot, even though they take all my money. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, very very flexible job. It just wasn't for me. That's that's all I'm saying. But you know. Um, you know, taking that route in my scenario, uh, would have been the easy route, but it would have been very hard on me, uh, internally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't be in a good mental spot. My, my home life would likely suffer because of that. Uh, and my family would feel the, rep- the repercussions of that. Um, you know, choosing to eat pizza and ice cream every day, you know, it's the easy thing to do, but you're probably not going to feel very good. You're probably not going to have that mental clarity, probably going to have some health issues, but it's the easy thing first, you know? So it's like, okay, like you got to choose your hard and run with it. And that's the scary thing. But if we're able to identify like that worst case scenario and basically just take that power away from it, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can do this and I will do this. And I must do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that part about disempowering the the worst case scenario. That I think that the word, the way you worded that, is actually really, really good. And 
And that's what we're doing. We're taking the power away from them and then taking the power back on ourselves. And I dare say, I know you were, you were trying to be careful about how it sounded that you would have been stuck working at uh, Home Depot. But I don't even think that that's what it is. For you, it wouldn't have been where you got stuck working. Uh, yeah. I think that the mental hell for you, honestly, would have been that you didn't even try. And yes. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't, in, in that case, I don't even think that ending up at Home Depot in the end would be exactly the worst case scenario, because at least in that moment, you would have said, I gave it a shot. I don't think that that mm -hmm. would have eaten away at you as much as had you chosen it yourself, if I know yep. you at all. And I think I know you a little bit. So yeah, that, that's a, that's exactly what it is. You know, like I could have had any job come mm -hmm. across my plate. Home Depot just happened to be the one. Right. But I, I could have had any job come across my plate that was, you know, a good job and good pay and good benefits and all that kind of stuff. But there was something in my mind that I knew that having a stable job wasn't actually a thing for me because I thought that what I had was a stable job. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, I didn't get fired for my performance. My performance was great. My, when my boss let me go, he cried, mm -hmm. you know. I got let go because of the, the business's internal finances and they needed to make budget cuts. And I'm like, well, if I'm doing the best I can and I'm putting out quality work, but I still get fired, is that actually job security? And right. I was like, the only way to have job security is if, is if I put it on my own shoulders and I make sure that I do what I need to do to actually follow through. And that was a big thing for me. And like mentally go, stepping into something that I felt was not stable, regardless of pay, regardless of, of um, you know, stature in the company didn't matter to me. I was like, I can't do this and have the feeling of like constantly looking over my shoulder, wondering, mm -hmm. are there going to be budget cuts? Yep. Am I the next one to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I can totally understand that. Um, my husband is our the main provider of our family, and I know the burden that he brings on himself for that. So I I can I get that totally get that. I want to make sure that I uh, mention this because all of the things that you just talked about. I know you said you've never read this book, but but it's funny because a lot of the stuff that you talk about is actually in this book. Now you mentioned the book club earlier. Um, I just wanted to clarify. It's actually book study. And the only reason I'm clarifying that is because it's similar to when we talked about, um, you know, a, a workshop versus a webinar. One of them is more informational or discussion and the other one's like working in it. And so um, this book study that we're creating right now, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be, it, it's not about reading the book because anybody can read a book and anybody can, you know, take notes on the book. Uh, but I've noticed in my own life that when I do that, like there are books that I've read that I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I read it for the moment and then totally forgot. So um, I'm really excited about being able to not just get discussion in, but also have the feedback from other people and pick up on the nuances that they picked up on that I was too busy, you know, shooing kids away or whatever in the moment that I didn't to pick up on. Um, I only bring up the study part of it because I think that that just makes it a little bit more, it's got more teeth than just a, a regular book club. The first book that we're going to actually study is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. That's going to be our January book. And all of the things that you were talking about today, even though you have not read the book, are addressed in there. And one of the, it's, it's called Eat That Frog because the idea is that if you've got this 
gross thing. It's been said that if, if you are forced to eat a frog at the beginning of the day, you can pretty much go through the rest of your day that nothing else is going to be worse than that. <laughs> can, I, can I interject for a second? Yeah, of course. I actually really enjoy eating frogs. Eating frogs? <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've ever had frogs. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you've ever had frogs. This could be like the countryside of me coming out. But man, it's actually very good. Like frog legs, it's very good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, in this case, it did say, it, it says if you've ever been, uh, if you ever had to eat a live frog. So... I don't know if you've ever done a live one. No, I haven't. I haven't. And if you have, just kind of keep that to yourself. Because um, <laughs> our audience doesn't need to know everything about us. It's like those State Farm commercials where you don't have to be that personal, Cody. <laughs> anyway, um, one of the things that it says in there, and I want to just want to bring this up, is it says uh, the second rule of frog eating is this. If you have to eat a live frog at all, it doesn't pay to sit and look at it for very long. And that goes right in alignment with what you were saying about sitting and stewing on something and just, you know, planning everything out and fixing to get ready to start, you know, and it's just like that moment we're staring at this thing and we don't like it. It feels ugly to us. It feels scary to us. And we just look at it and look at it and we stew on that. That's just making that frog bigger and bigger and bigger instead of just jumping in and going, you know what, I'm going to do the hard thing and it's probably going to be a lot easier to digest than I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. So join us for a book study so we can get into more of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that actually, that, that's pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. So I had to bring it up. Uh, but I love that you're already seeing some of the nuances of these in some things. So Cody, just for our listeners sake, what is one recent thing that you did that was hard? That, mm. that was scary to start and you just eventually just did it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the process, you know, we talked about this in the last episode. I'm in the process of, you know, making that transition per se into, co in, into group uh, coaching. Mm -hmm. But um, a big part of that is because, um, I also recently invested into more coaching for myself mm -hmm. and it was the most expensive coaching that I've ever invested in for the least amount of time. Uh, you know, it was, it's, it's an eight week coaching program mm -hmm. that was five figures. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that was scary. That was scary. And I had to, you know, like I watched a couple videos and I read reviews and testimonials and stuff like that, which made me feel better. But regardless, it was still scary. Um, and I had to ask myself, like, what's the worst case scenario? Well, I'll, I would go through this and it doesn't work and I'm out that money. Uh, so that's the worst case scenario. But, you know, how much would that actually like impact my business or my family. Um, and the way I have my business structured is uh, with profit first. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, my family was paying for it. You know, the business paid for it. Mm -hmm. um, so that wouldn't affect my family at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, 
that's good. And what if I tried this and it didn't work? What's, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Well, I would keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's working pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make it work better. Mm-hmm. But I'm good with good, right? Like, if I had another year next year that was similar or maybe slightly better than this year, I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. But I'd be happier if it was better, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, if I if I created more revenue and I was able to impact more people, I'd be happier with that. And I had to ask myself, can I do that without learning about this new process and, you know, all the things that go behind that new process? And when I answered that question, I said, probably not. Maybe, but probably not. So which one, which one is actually worst case scenario, staying stagnant or trying something and finding out that it doesn't work and staying stagnant. Um, and it's, you know, it goes right back into the same kind of thought process with, with getting a job versus going full-time with coaching. Yep. You know, if, if I chose the, the easy route, then I'd be choosing the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. There's so much I want to say, and I'm absolutely certain that I can't count on my brain to remember all of it. <laughs> so, so forgive me for not getting into all the things, but I, one thing I want to say is I heard priorities in there. And I think that is so important um, that when you were measuring the worst case scenario, it was against priorities in your life. You know, it wasn't just, you know, what, what's the doom and gloom. It was like, how will this affect my family? That's one of my most important priorities and, you know, stuff like that. So I just, I want to point that out because I think that is such an important key when you're measure, measuring things, do it against your priorities and your values. The other thing that I heard you say was, um, and this is where my brain's going to totally it's going to mess me up because I knew I shouldn't have gone back to that one first. At the end, you were saying that um, that was kind of like the job. Oh, I know what it was. When you said, which is worse, being stagnant like, as I am and or going back and learning something new and then, then remaining stagnant because it didn't work. I want to say right there that I don't believe that second one would ever even happen because right. The way that we learn is compounded. It like we, anything that we, any person I am today is literally a culmination of everything, all my experiences, all the things I've learned. I mean, some things I remember, many things I don't, as you just saw. Uh, but I, I know that who I am today is a compilation of all of that. And so I don't believe and for one second that you could go through that program, whether it was $25,000 or $25, that you could go through that program and not be a changed person. So even if you didn't get the results, even if it air quotes doesn't work for you, doesn't give you what you thought it was going to give, maybe doesn't give you what it promised, you will not be the same person because you went through a specific experience that gave you different insights, it gave you different um, ideas of who you are, and you will take those things and you will put them into your business moving forward, whether it was how it was intended or not. And so you will not remain absolutely stagnant. And I just wanted our listeners to hear that because when we invest in ourselves, when we take that leap it can feel very scary, especially if it's a lot of money. It can also feel very defeating if we put in a lot of money and we're like, oh, 
I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. But you know what, guys, that happened to me. I invested $10,000 into something that I thought was going to change everything. And I'm like, it didn't change everything. Like I, I felt that way at the end. And it, it was like, do I feel defeated? In a way, I kind of did. But then I'll tell you what, two years later, I had met this person and this person and this person. I had invested in this person. And I wouldn't have met any of those people had it not been for that first one. And all of a sudden, I had this epiphany. And I'm like, oh. It finally happened. The thing that I paid for all those years ago finally happened and it wouldn't have happened had I not done that. It just took a lot longer than, you know, an eight week program, for example. So just because it doesn't happen in the time frame that they tell you doesn't mean it won't happen for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <clears throat> and I think that it's worth noting that a lot of the times, like you said, that the fear of having things not work out at all and you just staying the same. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, I think that's a really common thought process of people uh, to where they're like, well, you know, if this doesn't work, then I'm not going to be any further along than I am before. And that's really, really normal. Uh, You know, I felt it for sure, but it's worth noting that even if it doesn't work out, exactly the way that you think it's very unlikely that you're going to be exactly where you're at. That's right. And that's just the reality, yep. you know, like, and, and that's something that we forget about. I feel when we're making these decisions or we're, we're choosing to start or not kind of thing. Um, and I think that's something that's worth noting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm glad that that resonates with you because I definitely heard that as you were talking and I'm really glad that my mind allowed me to remember it <laughs> because I would I would have been mad if I got if we hit stop and I'm like oh I remember now I would have been really frustrated so I'm glad mm-hmm. that we could I can't believe how long it's already been in the interest of time let's go ahead and wrap up this discussion this has been a really really good one um again I, I encourage everybody if you are struggling with deciding on something First, gain some clarity on what that is. See how it's going to affect the the priorities in your life. If you can afford it, whether it's an investment of money or time, just do it. If it's going to end up giving you even just the slightest bit of um, movement in the direction that you're actually wanting to walk. So um, mm-hmm. that I'm going to close with that. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in today, joining this discussion with us. Continue the discussion with us over in the Facebook group, New Money Habits Financial Coaches. We look forward to meeting and or seeing you there. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.